BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. With that said, last candidate is Ron DeSantis. So I think Ron DeSantis did the best in this debate particularly because the candidates didn't attack him. He didn't alienate himself with like any particular group of people in the Republican Party, because you got to remember the Republican Party is like 20 percent liberal. And you got a large segment of the Republican Party that's Trump only, a large segment of the Republican Party that's never Trump, and a large part of the Republican Party that's open for business. I don't think he necessarily alienated himself with any of those crowds, especially when the people who are never Trump are going to want a, an alternative to Trump. They, they want a serious alternative to Trump. They want someone that can beat Trump and they're willing to come to the table and bow the knee to DeSantis, I think in the future, not right now. They're not, but uh, they, they might hate Trump more than they hate DeSantis. So those are some of my thoughts. I mean, I big picture. I think DeSantis helped himself a lot. I, I don't, I don't necessarily think he did. Like, I don't think he necessarily, I mean, he didn't quite have the standout moment. He didn't, I mean, he didn't KO Vivek, which, you know, might've gotten him a lot of older people on board. Obviously he stayed out of the weeds, which, you know, that might've benefit him in the long run, but it does, that does cut back on his talking time and he's out of sight, out of mind during a lot of the other exchanges. But to me, I mean, if you needed a home run and all you do is get a base hit, and I think that's kind of what happened with DeSantis, yeah, his batting average might go up because he gets a base hit. But in the context of the game, you need a home run, not a base hit. Well, I do have some polling data that might disagree with you. But first, uh, let's just kind of go through some clips of DeSantis. Well, the other thing with DeSantis is the perception is that he's underperforming what he should be, like, currently and i don't necessarily think he dissuades that so this is the first clip and school children uh the nation's report card was the weakest ever for american school children uh, exposing chronic absenteeism deep declines uh, for reading and math for 15 year olds and 13 year olds governor DeSantis, you would eliminate you said the department of education but as president would you still have a responsibility to fix this crisis as we see it absolutely the decline in education is one of the major reasons why our country is in decline we need education in this country, not indoctrination in this country. And in Florida, Florida, we stood up for what was right. First, we had schools open during COVID, and a lot of the problems that we've seen are because these lockdown states lock their kids out of school for a year, year and a half. That was wrong. We stood up. I took a lot of fire for that. I was, uh, I was pilloried by the media, but I stood for our kids. And as president, I'll stand for you and your kids as well. But we have to make sure that what our schools are doing is focusing on solid academics. In Florida, we eliminated critical race theory from our K through 12 schools. We eliminated gender ideology from our K through 12 schools. And we have elevated the importance of American civics and teaching our kids about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. As president, I'm gonna lead an effort to increase civic understanding and knowledge of our constitution. We cannot be graduating students that don't have any foundation in what it means to be an American. Mr. Ramaswamy. Uh, thoughts on that clip? I mean, it's a very strong clip. I mean, part of the thing that hurts this clip 
is that it is the tail end of the debate. And obviously, this is after 1030 at night on the East Coast. So his Florida residents who go to bed at like nine o'clock, you know, a lot of the, the retirement community, the snowbirds, I mean, they're probably asleep during this clip. So that I think the timing hurts them, but it is a strong presentation from DeSantis. I mean, again, that was one of his highlights. Uh, Vivek followed this. the nation's uh, Vivek had a very strong answer. I thought Vivek's best moment came right after that. Uh, when he talked about the reason, this is him on immigration. And again, the he was the strongest. President. On, so he was the strongest on immigration during the debate. As president, would you support sending U.S. special forces over the border into Mexico to take out fentanyl labs, to take out drug cartel operations? Would you support that kind of American military Use. Yes, and I will do it on day one. Here's the thing. The cartels are killing tens of thousands of our fellow citizens. You want to talk about a country in decline? You have the cartels controlling a lot of part of your southern border. We have to reestablish the rule of law and we have to defend our people. The president of the United States has got to use all available powers as commander in chief to protect our country and to protect the people. So when they're coming across, yes, we're going to use lethal force. Yes, we reserve the right to operate. How many more tens of thousands are we going to let to die? I am sick. I've met angel moms throughout this country. I met a lady in, in Texas named Tracy and her son took one Percocet that was laced with fentanyl, immediately died. That is happening all across this country because of the poison that they are bringing in. So as president, would I use force? Would I treat them as foreign terrorist organizations? You're darn right I would. You know, Vice President Pence. So that was an excellent clip as well. Uh, he got to the right of Trump on immigration, which I think will help him out. I think that'll help him out a lot because Trump can't say I'm going to send the military to the border because he didn't do that as president. Uh, so DeSantis can say that he can campaign on that and still win on the immigration issue. And that is the most important issue in the Republican primary. And they shoved the immigration issue so far back into the debate, even though it is probably the most important issue facing this country. One of the most important issues facing this country. I mean, remember, uh, a week, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Stephen Wolf said, you know, Christian nationalism at the national at the federal level needs to address immigration as its top priority. So that was Stephen Wolf a few weeks ago. And, you know, he's a lot more of a political uh, scholar than uh, most people are. So uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, immigration is the number one issue for probably a lot of people. I mean, aside from maybe economic stuff, but I mean, they'll probably tie the economic with the immigrants. And if I mean, again, Trump ran on immigration and won in 2016. But and immigration has probably become more important since 2016, given that it is about national identity and you can't sell national identity like Vivek while saying that we need immigrants. Immigrants are our strength and our future. It's like, no, people are tired of the country basically no longer becoming America and losing its identity because of unmitigated illegal immigration. So like I said, DeSantis has a very tough job in order to form a coalition to defeat Trump. He has to appeal to the neocons. He has to appeal to the Trump. He has to peel off some people that are for Trump, but willing to move on from Trump. And then he has to even not alienate the liberals in the Republican party too much. It is a very tough job. And I think that's, and I think part that's of, why he, he's viewed as struggling in his campaign. Well, I think that's certainly metastasized last night where he doesn't want to throw Pence under the bus. He doesn't want to. He was very bad on the Ukraine thing because he wasn't good on it. So I think I think a lot of his errors last night came from wanting to balance and read the room. Yes. And he he knows the he knows the Republican Party like the Republican Party is much more pro Ukraine than it should be. I remember having these debates in like March February of 2022, and I was anti Ukraine then. Um, the most other Republicans not on the same level. Most of them very hawkish for giving 
endless weapons to Ukraine. And, you know, eventually Ukraine's going to run out of bodies. And who knows whether in 2025 this war will still be going on or it will be meaningful enough to still keep sending weapons to Ukraine as opposed to pressuring the Ukrainian government to sue for peace. I mean, these are... I mean, at this point, we're probably somewhat hypothetical. I mean, we're probably past the point of no return because Putin can is probably just going to say, "I'm taking everything now." You had your chances to negotiate, and obviously, he just took out the guy that tried to mutiny on him. So, allegedly, pretty, pretty baller move, gotta say. And at this point, he knows the West has weaker hands, so he has every incentive to just take. I mean, the whole imagine thing. a poker table. And we just keep raising and ca- or calling, calling. Russia keeps raising. We keep calling. Um, we we are handing Ukraine chips to keep matching the bets. We aren't going to go all in for Ukraine. Ukraine's already all in. Russia isn't all in yet. They could go. They could still put more in, more chips on the pot, but. Ukraine is borrowing chips from NATO and Western powers. I, I do agree with you that his worst answer was on the Ukraine issue. Um, but and he needs to work on that. And I mean, even his abortion answer wasn't really. I mean, yeah, he defends his six week stance. I mean, again, he I didn't have the worst have moment on that. And yeah, he didn't. But he didn't. Uh, you remember when we hosted that candidate forum for the congressional seat? Did anyone do a good job on the abortion question? I mean, I can't, I can't recall. Um, I think the answer is no. <laughs> like no one really stunned us on their abortion question because this is what happens when we, you know, we, we we're in Christian circles and not Republican circles sometimes where you have a much more biblically based answer on abortion that just is not matched. Other people just aren't thinking on the same level. And that's why you get so many terrible responses on abortion. I'm trying to, preemptively address this question but, but i do think it stems from a lack of inner conviction normal except for nikki haley saying you know she might as well have just confessed that she had an abortion when she was 15 years old or something like that's what i'm thinking about her personal life at this moment because of how pro-abortion she was she's like like it is demonic we should be using you know demonizing the other side on this because sacrificing your children to molech is demonic I mean, again, we need to brand the women as murderers, as customers. You're a customer. You're not a crisis mother. You're a customer. 45% of you are repeat customers. Name an industry where your sales repeat customer, your your repeat clientele is 45% of your business. On I'm a, sure like it exists. A, on like a higher priced item. I mean, what, Botox? Or, like, again, it. When you can get 45% of your customers to repeat or to be repeat business, I mean, that's murder as a lifestyle. And that's how you need to brand it. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, let's see. Charles says, too bad E.W. Jackson didn't make it. He would have brought a more biblical perspective. And yeah. And then a uh, question about how old is Putin? Would he no, outlast the war? 71. I don't know. Like. You know, fun fact about Hitler. I think he, Hitler was like 55. He's 70 years old. Oh, Putin? Yeah. Like Hitler was only like 55, but he looked like substantially older because of all the methamphetamine he was taking. Or maybe just being, you know, the fear is, you know, really ages you. Like Barack Obama had a lot more gray coming out of the White House and going in. Uh, so maybe that's the uh, thing. So let's play this final clip from uh, Ron DeSantis. It's his closing speech. This is our time for choosing. We will send Joe Biden back to his basement and we will reverse the decline of this country. I'm a blue collar kid. I work minimum wage jobs to be able to make ends meet. I understand the importance of the American dream and I know how that slipped away from so many millions of Americans will restore it. I'm a veteran who served in Iraq. I know what it means to put service above self. I'm also a dad and a husband to six, five and three year old. I understand the importance of protecting parents' rights and the well-being of our children. In Florida, 
We showed it could be done. I made promises and I delivered on all of those promises. 2024 is make or break. We're not getting a mulligan, no excuses. I will get the job done. And as your president, I will not let you down. God bless you all. This. I thought that was an excellent uh, final. A very, uh, a very statement. good elevator pitch. And again, he didn't. That is an say, elevator pitch. Exactly. He didn't say, 51 seconds. He didn't say. That's an elevator pitch. Go to Dan, this, uh, rondesantis.com and donate today. Like, that's just. No, that is a worst. loser tactic. Never promote your website in a speech like that. If you're that interesting to them, they'll look you up. So. But yeah, perfect elevators, elevator pitch. Now, I might begrudge a little bit that you said reverse the decline probably three times in the night. No, keep hammering the message that America's on decline. It's the same thing as make America great again. You're just kind of using different words to articulate the same message, but you're not copying Donald Trump. But he did. Ron DeSantis is championing the mantra that decline is a choice. That this is good messaging. Yes. I mean, he yeah, stole, he stole make my America uh, great again, but it's not stealing Trump's idea. I mean, he did steal my reverse to decline thing on my SBC presidential uh, analysis. So. Yeah. Uh, so, and if anyone wants to say, Hey, this sounds like a rehearsed speech, a closing pitch in a debate should be rehearsed. This should be rehearsed. This should be a prepared statement. This was an elevator pitch and it should be, and it should be a prepared statement. Like this is what any competent campaign would do. I run for office. We had like an opening statement in a, in a candidate forum. I completely read off a script for that because it was, it was a prepared statement. And then for closing, what I did was I summarized the uh, things that were talked about in the debate. And I talked about that. So you know, that that's kind of how these things work. You know, again, he's going to do that because I don't think they had an opening statement. So you, he got to make the closing statement and he needed to do that. So those are my thoughts on that. Uh, all right. So let's let's go to some polling results. So we did get some polling. Um, it, it is Washington Post for what that's worth. But I actually think the polling seems legit. I mean, they probably just did text poll. Um, so this is a Washington Post IPSOS poll. Uh, who do you think performed the best in the Republican primary debate? 29% said Ron DeSantis, 26% said Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley at 15%. I don't get that. Pence at 7%. I could see that. And then Christie and Scott at 4%, and Burgum and Hutchinson at 1%. I mean, the people that love their war. They liked what Nikki Haley was offering them. And if they want to see, oh, we're going to bet on the woman this time. Like, I mean, again, there's a lot of, you know, war hawks that she was pandering to because they want they want their endless war in Ukraine. So I think that's that's I why. Think again, of, I think Ra- a lot of people in MAGA world said Ramaswamy. And the. And that rhino vote is clearly going to Nikki Haley. And that's what I thought would happen because Tim Scott is kind of mediocre. Chris Christie hurt other people. He didn't help himself. Well, Chris Christie was never going to go anywhere. Yes. So, I mean, the idea, I mean, he shouldn't have even been on that stage, really. And neither should. His polling was better than other people's. Well, yeah, because I think he's counting one state that he's doing a lot of effort in. New Hampshire. Yeah. But I mean, Haley being the rhino alternative is not a shocker at all. Given she got, she was terrible on abortion. Yeah. And that's, that's her base. That's the 15% in the Republican party that would say, Hey, we'll lock up the people who don't take the jabs. Cause that, that was like 15 to 20% in that 2021 poll. It's like that, that's how much of your party is, is rhino. That's how much of, of the Republican and Party outwardly hates this country. What DeSantis needs to pitch himself as is the unifying figure of the Republican Party, that he can bring the party back together. The party needed to be broken by Trump. The party needed that. Now it needs to come back together under new management, conservative management. 
So uh that that that's my thought. So there's another uh poll uh all of this is by the uh same pollster. So we have this. Favorable unfavorables. It starts off uh before the debates at the top and then their finishes at the bottom. You see, no one really knew who uh, Doug Burgum was. He had a net 2% favorable. I mean, I don't understand why. Increased that slightly. I don't understand why he has 35% unfavorable. I mean, to me, he was very unmemorable. Came off as a rhino, I guess. Maybe, I mean, maybe his shtick on uh, him being a small town kid, uh, you know, kind of grinded at people. But again, I just would have no opinion on, on him. Does will MAGA world embrace Doug Burgum? No, but he I think might that's get where a, the thirty-five percent's coming. He from. might be like Secretary of Energy or something. Yeah, I think he'd probably be good at that. Maybe. Uh, Chris Christie, uh, he actually decreases unfavorables in that debate. Well, marginally. To this poll. Marginally. I mean, that's what margin of error, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he increases fa- he increases net favorability plus thirteen percent. To go from minus 38% favorable to minus 25% favorable. So I guess people like a brawler. Yeah, but, yeah he gave him the show. But yeah, it doesn't mean those people are going to favor. This is in alphabetical order, by the way. Uh, Ron DeSantis. He already had, going into the debate, he had a plus 41 net favorable. He increased that to plus 47. That is the highest. So he increased six points. He even got won over some people, according to this graph, that previously did not like him. But it also shows his name ID is very high. Yes. I mean, again, is that the 20... smaller the gray gap in the middle? That means the higher their name ID. And again, who are the people that are unfavorable in DeSantis? Are those MAGA bros or are those? I think those are the uh, rhinos. rhinos. Again, that shows you how many people in the Republican Party hate you. Exactly. Uh, Nikki Haley. She increased her favorables oh so slightly, or actually substantially. Uh, she decreased her unfavorables slightly, or in yeah, she increased both of those. Um, so she increased 39 or, or she increased 13 percent. Uh, so she went up 13 points in net favorability. I don't understand that. That's who's higher than Ron DeSantis, but she didn't have the most, she didn't have the most, uh, but you who's. Know, who is the person that's favorable on DeSantis? Uh, we have uh, Haley. What's Herd's name? Herd the turd down in Texas, who's running for president but did not make it to the debate stage. His net unfavorability should be much. Uh, his oh, unfavorability should be much higher than eighteen percent. He than, was uh, one of the worst congressmen on the Republican side. Um, then we have Asa Hutchinson, who's. You know, that, again, that unfavorable screw substantially. Yes, people hated hated him even more after watching him in the debate. Mike Pence actually improved his net, net favorables. Uh, Pence improved himself seven points, going from minus nineteen to minus eleven. But he's still the only person, aside from Christie, that's majority unfavorable. With okay, Hutchinson. So- Vivek Ramaswamy. Going into this debate, his net favorables were plus 37. That's four points behind Ron DeSantis at the start of this debate. A lot of people did not like Vivek Ramaswamy coming out of this debate. He lost nine points of favorability, of net favorability coming out of this debate. So his plus favor, his uh, net favorables are now 20 eight or is now plus 28 majority of the people that did not know have an opinion of ramaswamy before that debate have an and then form their opinion of ramaswamy formed a negative opinion of ramaswamy and i'm not surprised just because again older demographic once they start to know him again they're not going to like him um and again and again, yeah, doing the whole. I guess, All right, we got our fat joke of the day that I got to point out. 
uh, Chris Christie presumably increases waist size 13 points. <laughs> that is stunning. That's my no, no, I got one better. He actually decreased his weight size, waist size by 13%, but you couldn't notice. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I'm sorry, I cut you off to make that joke. It needed to be made, though. I mean, I turned it into the Sopranos joke on the on the mole, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Ramaswamy was trying to be a little more very edgy, and edge. When you go for a very edgy tactic, you're going to be very polarizing coming out, and that's kind of what you see in the reflected in the polls. I mean, obviously, you know, being anti-war. You know, that plays a lot better with the younger people than it will with the older people. Being anti-Israel plays a lot better with the younger people than the older people. So that's probably who is net. I mean, Fox News set up that debate to be pro-Ukraine. The way they framed it with the hands up, hands down question. This is a new, that's, that's not an issue that should be treated as a binary. And I think that was DeSantis's objection. I think other people should just, you know, Tucker Carlson handled this much better. Just saying. So he decreased his favorabilities. Uh, Ramaswamy did. Um, so n- I don't think that's a win. So Tim Scott. Uh, Tim Scott started off at 47% plus favorable. That is higher than Ron DeSantis going into this debate. He dropped down to pl- Plus 42. So more people dislike the people that did not know who Tim Scott was, didn't like him coming into this debate or coming out of this debate. Um, He improved his name ID, but that was a net loss going in. So he dropped down to plus 42% favorable. I mean, yeah. And he's a senator with a national profile. I think a lot of people were just very unimpressed with him. I don't think it's an emotional increase in that unfavorable. Like a lot of people, I imagine the people that dislike Ramaswamy strongly disliked him i imagine the people with tim scott it was probably more weak okay but mike pence won people over i mean not a lot of people but he won people over he didn't lose anybody yeah but given his name id and the fact that his margin of margin was very slim like he had ground to gain and i think that that and maybe the abortion thing helped him out a bit but i i um, but it's only 4%, so it's not like... Uh, Suarez, do you know what his first name is? He is the mayor of Miami. Most of you probably don't know he's running for president, and you know I'm not sure if he does. But only 8% favorables and then 12% unfavorables. So he had a minus, uh, nearly a minus 4 unfavor- net unfavorable going into this debate. No one knew who he was. He wasn't in the debate. And yet somehow... He, he, like, doubled his net unfavorability. Uh, well, I don't know if they had a poll for the beginning, well, or did they? I don't know how this poll or if that Or if before debate it just means that was the number that they had before the debate. So, I mean, obviously, if, you know, no one knew who he was before, and then they get this poll, and they're asked about Suarez, they're probably going to be like, yes, I don't like him, I'm MAGA, or whatever, or whoever their preferred candidate is, so. I mean, there's 11 names on this. Uh, only eight people are on the stage. And the last but not least is Donald Trump. Donald Trump started off with 64% favorable, 33.6% unfavorable. That is a plus 31 net favorability. And he lost seven points on, on net favorability. I wonder if that's actually because if those were watching the interview while the debate was going on, if that actually hurts him. So maybe the prognosis that him on Tucker hurts him. Again, I don't necessarily say that this poll is 100%. I mean, we're still taking odds on who's the favorite in the primary. It's still Donald Trump. It's still Donald Trump. So. However, how many of the how many should that decrease in Trump's net favorability among debate watchers is because Trump didn't show and they thought he would show. They're judging Trump for not showing. How much do you think it's that? I mean, if that's the case, then that that change is rather meaningless. Is it meaningless if those same people who were previously 
in a national poll, they would answer, yeah, I'm supporting Trump. Oh, he didn't show up in the debate, but I like this other guy. And now they're switching support. Oh, whether they'll... This is how other candidates peel away support from Trump, in my view. I mean, again, it's a it's a gamble from Trump. I don't think it hurts him now, but obviously, if they have a five person stage and it's like <clears throat> DeSantis, Haley, um, Ramaswamy, Pence, and I guess Scott is the fifth, then yeah, that would probably hurt Trump not to show up. But if it's eight people and you're the ninth, it, again, I don't think it hurts him now. And again, I don't necessarily know. And maybe people are just saying, eh. They're downvoting Trump because of uh, he didn't show up or it's because Trump's people weren't necessarily involved in this poll because they didn't watch the debate. I mean, primaries are pretty interesting. Uh, You look at Ted Cruz, who would eventually go on to win the Iowa caucus in 2016. He was polling behind Ben Carson at this point. Uh, So. That that's. The, the polling now can change substantially. Obviously, more the debates will be a major factor in the changing of the polls. Uh, and the other thing is, like, some candidates are serious and some candidates aren't. And they're going to start to the, – the unserious candidates are going to start to show that they're unserious after their summer moment. Like, we saw Rick Perry had a summer moment in 2012. Didn't last very long. Uh, ben Carson didn't last very long. Uh, after his debate moments, because yeah, Herman what... Cain, remember Herman Cain, nine nine nine. He had a very good debate once, and then just was nowhere by the time the Iowa caucuses happened. Oh, he also had a Me Too scandal. Oh yeah, yeah, they faked Me Tooed him. That's right. So, uh, one last thing to show on the polls. Is this Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia? Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion150. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc this is would consider so desantis improved five points on the would consider so 68 of republicans would consider voting for desantis this is not mean first choice second choice even third choice this just means are you even an option uh for trump that decreased from 66 percent to 61 percent so he lost five points nikki haley improved 16 points or 17 points i don't know how i i really don't yeah Um, i mean again i wouldn't I'm not getting off my butt to vote for Nikki Haley over Joe Biden. You know what? The country can get take four more years of punishment. I, so. I don't know how because Nikki Haley isn't doing well at these forums. She's outdoing Tim Scott. But I don't see how she's doing the job. Like she's not appealing to me whatsoever. I think her vagina statement was just completely cringe. Like go run in the Democrats if you're going to talk that way. Um, so. Nikki Haley improved from 30% to 46%. That is the largest increase. And I guess she looked better, but I don't get it. She doesn't, I don't think she has the money to withstand a long race. And she isn't doing well in the first four states from what I gather. Uh, No, I I don't, I I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, Ramaswamy only increased his, uh, consideration to four or six points so 
Uh, so really, the only people north of fifty percent that are getting consideration are Trump and, are DeSantis. Trump and DeSantis. Which that's not a lot for someone who didn't have the highest name ID and won the debate, as Twitter is saying. But Tim's, again, uh, again, it might just be that since it's before and after, it's debating people that were watching the debate. So I mean, again, I think that might it does disproportionately leave a lot of MAGA people out. Uh, Tim Scott improved two points. That's a bad performance for him. Yeah, I mean, again, I thought he was unmemorable, long-winded, whiny. And, Trying to sound like a preacher. I mean, two points is basically he might have as he might showed as well up. Have not showed up. Or, yeah, him just showing up got him 2% increase. Yes, he wrote his name on the test and therefore didn't get a zero. Yeah. Mike Pence improved also two and a half points. So, yeah, he gets points for showing up. But and, he only got to 23%. Mike Pence is at, down at 23% of people would consider him. So Chris I mean, that, Christie is at 22%. I guess people learned that he was running in the race. Doug Burnham had a substantial increase from 4.8% to 12.4%. I guess it's like shaking someone's hand. Like, is he the third best candidate? And then Asa Hutchinson went up not even a full percentage. That's so, why he did the worst. That's why I think he did the worst. So what? Some of your poll participants didn't respond to the <laughs> didn't uh, respond to the after poll. So that's the difference. Okay, so sounds like they're uh, so Charles is uh, crediting the success of Nikki Haley to his suburban soccer moms. If that's true, like I feel like we're so screwed. Uh, I, I guess the debate is that she's not a viable candidate. That's the messaging that DeSantis is going to have to do for her. Well, I mean, just say you're a better in Iowa and then capture their momentum later. They'll fall in line. You're a better governor than Nikki Haley. What I mean, uh, we got a question. Did you catch Trump's Ada Hutchinson joke? I didn't get it. Neither did I. I don't know if it's because Ada is like a girl's name. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, you don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, uh, for most and Black Bear says, Megan Kelly, women are for Haley. Okay, so Megan Kelly's audience. And she has a platform on what, SiriusXM, I think. So, I mean, and somehow, somehow she's a major podcaster on the right. I don't get it. And I, I think Megan, and I think Megan but... Kelly hates DeSantis, right? Isn't that also a thing? Tim Pool hates DeSantis. <laughs> like the me a lot of media people hate DeSantis. And I, I, I kind of think that it's because DeSantis just doesn't give them interviews. And it's that petty. Uh, like what's what's the rationale for Tim Pool? Is it really oh they use an AI image in a in like two sec uh point two seconds of an ad, really? That's not your real reason. That's that's a childish reason. Um, uh, I mean, reason? I think I it's know. because he actually will do something on against the gay, and that's probably Tim Pool's reason. But yeah, you can't trust a, a liberal who left the left. You just can't. Don't do it. So with I that, mean, uh, DeSantis does a lot of the things Trump talks about. I think that's why the Megyn Kellys and the Tim Pools aren't necessarily going to gravitate towards him because he actually does think he says, not just talks about it. Okay. Here's an interesting thing. DeSantis Huckabee standards, 28, no need for Trump to go and destroy future of Republican party. No, Huckabee Sanders needs to remain as governor for two terms. I mean, again, I don't necessarily think that highly of her as like a candidate in political potential simply because she's basically nepotismed into her, into her role. And I think her primary opponent was the better option. Like, I don't, I don't. You I didn't mean, endorse her in the primary. No, Chris Washburn or whatever the opponent's name was just because he was more conservative. But Huckabee Sanders, I mean, again, I don't think, I mean, she was very, she there's, wrote a, There's too many better vice president options on the table. Like, I even think Doug Burnham's a better option because he looks like Al Pacino. I mean. Uh, she, she's probably a fine governor because that state has a great legislature, but that um, legislature whooped 
Asa Hutchinson, and they have a simple majority veto override in Arkansas, which is very rare. Like most states don't have that. But you only need a simple majority to override a veto. I mean, we don't have enough good governors, and I think Huckabee Sanders should, is best off remaining in Tim place. Reynolds would be a much more strategic choice. Yes. Tim Reynolds. I mean, if... I, if, I don't like Brian Kemp, but that would be a good... That would be a strategic electable choice. I mean... I don't like Glenn Youngkin, but that would be a strategic electable choice. Not, not as much as it used to be, because Glenn Youngkin's comments on the tranny stuff, that hurts him. But I mean, okay. if he would just keep his mouth shut on some of that stuff, yeah, Glenn Youngkin, because you need to put Virginia back in play. We need to win Virginia again. If we win Virginia, we don't have to worry about the Pennsylvania ballots. We don't have to worry about winning Pennsylvania, which I don't think – I think Pennsylvania is trending in a bluer direction. Go for Virginia. That's going to trend in a redder direction, in my, think, in, in my opinion. Uh, Carrie Lake for VP or Carrie Lake for press secretary? Neither, my opinion. I don't like someone who cucks their husband in public i don't like someone who attends drag shows for fun i mean she's a drag uh she's attended more drag shows than i have and that's a problem like she's basically like if i were her husband and the way she talks about trump and she she made some sort of statement that like elevated trump above her husband and her husband's life like that man just got cucked by her own by, by carrie lake by his wife like that, that to me, no, that, I, I don't view, like, I don't think she has any Christian character at all. She goes to drag shows for fun. She's very abrasive. And I think that, I think and that she's alienated, with... she's alienated too many rhinos in Arizona. And I think she's too abrasive. Like, again, for women, women don't want an abrasive woman on, especially not a Republican abrasive woman. Like they'll put up with the radical feminists because that's who they are. But I think if there's a difference between male bravado and a woman being abrasive and, you know, people will tolerate the male bravado. I mean, you can call it a double standard, whatever, but there's things Donald Trump can do that Carrie Lake cannot replicate and get away with. There's things DeSantis can do that Carrie Lake can't replicate and get away with. So I just. Okay. Well, he follows it up. Can you honestly say you don't elevate Trump above your wife though? Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty hard to do that. Pretty hard to do that. Um, uh, let's see. Carrie, Carrie Lake is the one uh, media person that like Trump. I don't think she's the one that likes Trump. I think a lot of people are playing footsie with uh, Ramaswamy. But here's the thing that we have to talk about because we're kind of at the end here. And actually... Let me share one last, one last screenshot. Let's, let's go. It's the one, the only, the Trump mugshot. Because we got to talk about this. This is this is where adults need to talk. Because, like I said, we did this debate watch with a bunch of Republican activists. I talked to basically one of my mentors in local politics. And she said that if Trump is convicted, and they're diehard Trump supporters, she said if Trump is convicted, they'll have to search for another candidate to support because Trump won't be on the ballot if he's convicted of a felony. No, this is the real one. The red tie. You see the red tie? This this one's real. The other one looked better, and it was also fake. But this one's real. Um, so there was a fake mugshot. This is the real mugshot. You see the red tie. Um, I, I think this is the confirmed mugshot, but anyway, uh, we need to have the adult conversation of what happens if Trump is convicted, he won't be eligible to be on ballots in several States. Is that a viable candidate to run in, in 2024? I don't think the answer is yes. And I think he's going to get convicted in New York and he's going to get convicted in D.C. You know how many D.C. defendants have gotten acquitted for J6? None. No, I think one. I can think of one. So that's hundreds of people and only one of them got acquitted. 
he's not going to get a fair trial in DC. He's not getting a fair trial in New York. I mean, yeah, I only mentioned those two. I think he's getting acquitted in Florida. And I think he's going to get acquitted in Georgia. Or hung. Hung, acquitted. In the famous words of Saul Goodman, there's no sweeter words in the English language than mistrial. So that's what he needs. So again, or he takes a plea deal in New York, which, but I don't know if they want to off a third. Wasn't Podium Guy uh, baked Alaska and he was a Fed? Yes, exactly. 95, uh, Brian Babes, shout out. 95% of DC is blue. He's not going to get a Republican on that jury pool. He's not. Oh, DC doesn't give out fair trials. And, you know, the people that, you know, claim no justice, no peace, well, they don't actually believe in justice. I mean, unfortunately, people on the right don't believe in jury nullification, but people on the left certainly do. And then still, people on the right will gladly pass. Okay, podium guy is Adam Thompson. Okay. Like, He's not a Fed. No, they, Johnson, not Thompson. But they'll technically outlaw you if you try to argue jury nullification, even though that is a legitimate concept. But yes, but you're not allowed to add. You're not allowed to ask the jury to nullify it. I think at most you're allowed to reference it. They have the power to. You're allowed to say that. You're allowed to make the argument, but you can't make the argument straight. You have to be certain. Yeah, which again about is about making the argument. You basically have to say, hey, if you believe my client did the right thing, you must, based on the facts, you must acquit him. You have to argue it like that, make turn it into a moral argument. And like he may be able to appeal it straight to the Supreme Court. It, In DC, sure, but too that's, long. It'll take too long. I, I don't know which which the what's the batting order for the trials but obviously he's going to get convicted in new york and, and that's going to get convicted in dc and that's that, going to go those through are the, the that's going to go through the new york's court system not the federal which again new york might just say yeah we'll uh, slow roll it you know the wheels of bureaucracy are turning and you'll get a you'll get an appeal in june so my hot take by then is... the primary's over the primary will be over like DeSantis has to win Iowa and New Hampshire. Those are must wins. If he loses one, he's done. It's okay. Uh, scenario. What happens if Trump is convicted, but you know, DeSantis has already lost Iowa and New Hampshire, but Trump is convicted. Are the delegates going to go along with that at yes. the national convention? Uh, I would, I would assume. Yes. I don't think there would be enough delegates to switch. Even if 20, like, like Trump could shed 20% of his delegates, but he'd probably, at that point, he would have landslided his way to victory because in winner take all type scenarios. Okay. What if he's convicted after the Iowa caucus? I don't know what the trial order is. I think DC is March. One of his trials is going to be around that time. So, but all these trial dates are subject to be pushed back. That's the thing about the court system. So I don't think there's any hope for Trump not getting convicted by the time the general election happens. And I think it'd be a disaster to run a convicted felon, even if he's not actually guilty. I think it's a disaster to run a convicted felon in the general election. I think that's not going to play over well at all. It's not, he's not that popular. The average American isn't like you and me. The average American says, I don't like Trump. Yes, what they're doing is unfair to him, but I don't care. That's the average American. I wish that weren't the case. In fact, I wish the average American was more of an adult about these things. You know, they could tolerate the mean tweets. So I I don't, I think there's a lot of hope for someone like DeSantis. I'd say someone like DeSantis. I I really just mean DeSantis because... Um, that I, 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 I like DeSantis. I think he can win. I think he has a pathway to victory. It's just going to look, it's going to take a while to get there. It's going to require winning Iowa though. Yeah. I mean, again, first he has to win the first two to say, or that, hey, he's it's going to require, cause this is also possible. 
if Trump is convicted, a bunch of his supporters, like the one I just mentioned, my own like political mentor, switch to DeSantis immediately. And despite the fact that Trump um, won Iowa and New Hampshire, he loses the rest of the the primary cycle because he's convicted. Do you think I mean, that a conviction hurts his electability in a primary? I mean, too many people think the whole uh, trials is a joke, or they or though Mike Pence and I believe in the American jury. No, do not believe you cannot believe in juries in this country anymore. Um, well, it depends on where you're at. Well, if you have political stakes or racial stakes, you cannot trust a jury in this. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, but as, I, I don't think to a, a towel. I don't think there's a way that uh, Trump doesn't get convicted or I, I think he gets convicted. And maybe he pleads in New York. I don't know. Probably not because Part they, of want the deal. Felony. they want a felony deal. They probably will want felony. Felony deal, but no jail time. Would they make that deal? I think they I think the New York attorney would make that deal to, to get a conviction. Uh, the mayor. Uh, so I'm going to comment on the chat when it's uh, formed. Um so with that said, here's another scenario I want to game theory out. Trump is convicted early and then names Vivek Ramaswamy as his successor. How do you think the primary plays out from there? Um, at that point, it would probably be, it depends on what, what do you mean, New York? What do you, what's early? December early? January early? early? What is early? Before Super Tuesday? Then I think DeSantis would take it. Yes, I, or, I agree. Or Trump, gets, or Trump gets it because keep in mind, uh, early for the Democrat primary was before Super Tuesday, like seventy-two hours before Super Tuesday, and the Democrats just flipped the switch. And yeah, said Republicans everybody aren't Biden. Republicans aren't getting that kind of switch, uh, switch flipping. And again, yeah, Republicans Trump is, are in a hive mind. Republican uh, Trump could still win Super Tuesday, even if he says vote dis, or vote Ramaswamy. Because people would have already casted their ballots in the primary, so that mail-in ballot, the mail-in primary, could literally uh, make that meaningless. So I think that's another scenario. It's not just primary day; it's primary month. It is primary month, um, at least where we live. So those those are just possible scenarios that could happen. I mean, I think Trump is doing what he... I, I think Trump is playing not to win right now. Um, so th those are my thoughts. Um, uh, we got some other views, though. Uh, Jeremiah Cockburn says, no one can beat Biden other than Trump, and they won't let Trump. I disagree. Um, I mean, I, th I think DeSantis would... Pretty much mollywop uh, Biden. I mean, I don't, I don't see a scenario in which DeSantis loses to Biden. Biden is looking like Jimmy Carter, and that's on a good day. It, but at least with Jimmy Carter, the country thought that he was a good person, just a terrible president. With Joe Biden, he has the Obama hood pass. And that Obama hood pass doesn't get transferred to every Democrat. Kamala Harris don't got that. Pete Buttigieg would never get that. So I disagree. I don't see Trump's pathway to 270. Now, again, I'm not going to go out there and say, oh, Ramaswamy would win or or Nikki Haley would get 270 simply because she's more moderate. No, she would probably lose because the Republicans in Wisconsin aren't going to show up for her. Virginia sure. isn't uh, Nikki Haley. I don't think Ramaswamy would win win in a general election. He is Trump without the name recognition. He is Trump with Trump light. Trump light does not do well in a general election. And again, eventually his pharmaceutical uh, shenanigans will be brought up and his Wikipedia scrubbing. Eventually all that information would be used against him in a general like. And they're going to run ads to say that he's part of the, he, they're going to run ads to the, you know, people that oppose lockdowns and the jabbing and stuff that this is who Ramaswamy is to, to keep those people at home. Uh, yeah, exa exactly. Jimmy Carter had Habitat for Humanity uh, and people saw him as a humanitarian, but not a good president. Joe Biden 
is in a worse position than that, in my opinion. But it doesn't make a difference because back then, you know, the Democrats weren't a high, the same hive mind that they were that they are now. Uh, Republicans, they don't exactly. Uh, Republicans have never had a substantial voter um, registration advantage. Democrats has always had a voter registration advantage in a general election. That gap has narrowed some, but you know, I think at one point the Republicans were down in like the twenties for you know the voter registration on general election night so republicans could win elections but they it would be the independents largely carrying the republicans torch now that's evened out a little bit democrats still have an advantage republicans still need to win in independence i don't think trump can win independence because they don't they just don't like it they don't like the trump and i don't think vivek could win in a general because they don't like trump light Trump light doesn't play very well. It didn't play all that well for some of these other candidates yeah, uh, that again, Trump endorsed. I, I don't think he navigates well with old people. Even if, I mean, and maybe he could eke it out on a, to some extent. I don't know. I don't know. But Biden I don't know what which... kids. Well, we knew that before. We knew that in 2020. That, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I would run TV ads of him sniffing girls. Shove it in people's faces. Make them scream. But you have a super PAC do that. You don't do it yourself. Uh, I think the Democrats want Trump and not DeSantis. I lean towards that, but I think they can't control themselves. Like, If you're an opportunistic Democrat uh, district attorney, you want to convict Trump because that's a that is your white whale. And you're Captain Ahab, but this isn't a lesson about chasing revenge or anything like that. This is you chasing, you know, a white whale, and that's what you're doing. And that's what the whole lawfare is going to do. It's going to keep Trump's name ID high. It's going to keep the uh, momentum in Trump's direction. But again, it is a ticking time clock for Trump because as soon as he starts getting convictions, then that means he's going to lose support. But he needs to get enough ground game and enough of a lead to withstand the fallout. Trump Jr. No. Like that guy is kind of gay. Whatever, whatever the question is, no. (laughs) Uh, Man, I'm trying to think what was I I did a video on Trump Jr. I just forget what it was. I think he was pro trans. Oh, yes, it has something. Let me see if I can look at that up. It's on my own channel, so I should really know my own content. But I, I did a video on him. It's like, wow, he is really bad. <laughs> he is not his father. Oh, it had to do with the Bud Light. Oh, he was pro Bud Light. So yes, effectively yes. Uh, no, I don't think he, I don't think the Trump infrastructure would carry over because here's the thing about Trump's infrastructure: his financial infrastructure is fueling his lawsuits. Is or not lawsuits? It's fueling fueling his criminal defense. He is not spending money on the campaign trail. He has no events scheduled on his campaign. That includes all these rallies. No events scheduled. All the money is going straight to the lawyers to keep him out of jail, and that is a legitimate campaign expenditure. I just oh, it, he would that. be a, he would be arrested for failure to report an in kind if he didn't report the legal expenses. So you know. He has to. That is a legitimate um, uh, campaign expenditure, but it doesn't sell well to say, hey, I want to donate to Trump. Oh, but the money is going to go towards his legal defense, not his campaign to get elected in 2024. That's not going well. And you've seen diminishing returns each time he uh, sends a letter that he's been indicted. There's diminishing returns on how much money he raises off of indictments. And Trump is running. Trump is going to run out of cash. That's why I think DeSantis, he just needs to play the long game. He needs to be Winston Churchill. We will outlast Germany type of mentality. He needs to be Churchillian. Project confidence. Uh, consolidate your uh, consolidate a little bit, you know, get the people out of Dunkirk. 
without the Christopher Nolan effects. Um, and he needs to play the long game because Trump economically, and I mean the economy of his campaign, the money he's bringing in, the money he's spending not on the campaign, that, that's not a long-term strategy. So I, I think DeSantis can wait Trump out a little bit, but he has to win. He has to focus on winning Iowa. So that's my thing on DeSantis. He can wait out Trump a little bit because Trump's going to get convicted in one of these one of these court cases, and then Trump's also not going to outspend DeSantis in the race. So your thoughts on that? That's the Churchillian strategy of DeSantis. I mean, yeah, I mean, DeSantis needs the runway to be longer to some extent in order to make up for a conviction. But at the same time, I mean, the deck is, I mean, he's got a Herculean task of being, I mean, you're taking out a giant in a sense. That uh, people David already, and Goliath task. That, that people, who people have already voted for twice. So, and the question is, is there enough runway and are the people truly interested in changing horses? And that's that's the million dollar question. Are enough people interested? In a interested? Republican pr primary, everyone's going to be, a lot of people are interested in changing horses. And look at Ted Cruz. People change their horse to get on the Ted Cruz. He was and, nowhere this time. In and the other thing he has to worry about is someone playing spoiler on him, so... That's already happening with Vivek. Yes, yes. And does that take him out a bit? The, it, again, that's hurting him. That's not necessarily hurting Trump. You're right. The Vivek thing does hurt uh, Trump a lot more than it hurt, or DeSantis a lot more than it hurts Trump because Vivek's a shell. Because keep in mind, part of the reason Ted Cruz couldn't win is because John Kasich was in the race. Indeed. And then they so, tried to do that whole, uh, let's vote Kasich in Ohio and they try to do the whole game theory thing and collusion. Which, Dumb idea. I mean, um, my, and well, Carly Furiona. That was the yeah, worst was... idea was to choose Carly Furiona as a running mate. Like, there's nothing there. They just reeked of desperation. Exactly. So it didn't project confidence. Um, and that, that's all I really got to say about the Ted Cruz thing. But DeSantis is in a much better position than Ted Cruz. Uh, Trump is wounded. And here's one thing that Trump comes across as really old now. This, this came across in the interview. And maybe this is one of the reasons why Trump doesn't want to do it as many debates. Is because he's older. He's not as quick. You see that in a lot of his speeches. I, I've watched a lot of Trump's. I've watched maybe more Trump speeches this year than I have in any other year. I mean, Trump's very sharp in a state of a union address. I, I don't listen to the rallies, but I did listen to some rally speeches. And it's like, he, he's, there's something not there. Like he's a major league pitcher, starting pitcher, but he's. 130 pitches in. A very heavy workload. And yeah, I mean, he kind of has a little bit of a haggard sound. I mean, again, on a debate stage with eight candidates, I think he could hold his own. But Yes, but on a debate stage with a very few. I mean, Ted Cruz and uh, Donald Trump I don't think they had many one-on-one -on -one debates. I think they only had like one. I don't think it was one-on-one -on -one though, right? Yeah, I think Kasich might have been there, but they didn't have many debates after uh, Trump did bad in, in one of the debates, and then he stopped doing debates after that, basically said the race was over. And he wasn't completely wrong. So... Uh, send in your questions because we're just kind of last calling it here. Uh, but th those are just my thoughts. DeSantis, her, uh, B. Winston Churchill outlast Donald Trump. You don't need to attack Donald Trump. You can just state, I would have done this as president. You don't have to be negative towards Donald Trump. You got to 
and he has the toughest task of trying to appeal to Trump people, appeal to never Trump liberals, and then appeal to the, the neocons that are all over the place. That is a very tough task uh, to build a, a base around because DeSantis, his weakness, his electoral weakness is the boomer con. Yeah, he is that, very that good one, with the that non, He's very good with conservatives that aren't boomers, but yeah. he's not good with boomer cons. And that's why he waffles on Ukraine. Like he goes to family leadership summit. He's a lot more conservative to a Christian base. That's like, yeah, we're not interested in endless war. And again, if he's speaking to a bunch of students in college age, the last thing they want to hear about is war with Ukraine in a draft, a military draft. To... I mean, if you're under the age of 27 or is it 25 that the military draft ends a selective service? I don't know, but I mean, because again, with the military not meeting its recruitment goals, I mean, and if they truly do want to send boots on the ground, then that's going to require a draft. Yeah, I and, think you're right about that. And to his credit, he basically said no to mandatory uh, special service or whatever in the debate as one of his like uh, rapid fire questions. And this is actually his huge strength of Ron DeSantis that he's going to play more into is his military service. And that's a smart move. It's going to appeal to boomer cons. So I he mean, needs I, to make I, inroads with the boomer cons. Yeah, I mean, know, play the long game with Trump. You don't have to diss Trump. Trump is wounded because of all the indictments. So you need to play to the boomer cons enough without hemorrhaging the, your support or compromising your conservative credentials and amplify the military service because he's the only one in the race that has that. And, you know, just talk about accomplishments, people like that. And then talk about the future. Talk about the future. Don't talk about the past. So that those are my thoughts. Um, anything else that needs to be said? No, no, no. Well, anyway, uh, thank you all for coming. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this live stream. Have a blessed night. We'll catch you on the next one.